I was 17, um, I think, when we first started. And then from that point onwards, we... I wish we stuck to something and worked on it, but we, we definitely jumped um, and worked on multiple different things. So we would... I would say from 17 till about, I'd say 20, 21, um, we probably launched about 15 different kinds of stores and worked in different ways. And most of them didn't really succeed, but from each of them, there was something to be learnt. And then we would take that into the next store, whether it was web design or Facebook ads or anything, anything like that. So um, it, it was good. Um, but it, it was challenging because at the end of the day, when you're pushing money into something and you're not getting money in return, it, it, it can get hard and frustrating. Um. This week on The Success Shift, I'm absolutely stoked to be speaking with my very first guest, a good mate of mine, Emmanuel Cara. He's a fellow Aussie who I actually met down in Mexico. After selling him my surfboard, we realized we had quite a bit in common and became fairly good friends. As you just heard in the little snippet there, Manny was only 17 when he first tried his hand at e-commerce. As you're about to find out, it's not quite as easy as finding a product and making a page, but with some hard work and determination, you may find your way into some overnight success, just like Manny and his brother. I'm very much looking forward to what he'll be sharing with us as we take a look into the lessons learned, the struggles that were had, and of course, a little peek into some of the highlights. Let's get it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. following recording is the raw and unedited recording of the very first interview that I was able to do with Emmanuel Cara. I have decided to keep it this way so that you can see the development and growth of the show. If you'd like to skip straight to the interview part, that begins at the five minute mark. Enjoy. Okay. So looks like we might be live on... Live video it starts in three minutes. Oh, yeah, I think there's a bit of a lag there, but we should be live on Facebook and YouTube, I think. But this is episode two, so we'll have to see how it goes. Um, learning as I go along, but you know, we'll take it as it comes. What's the time now? We have okay, I think so. you have three minutes. Three minutes, that's all right. Well, we'll just chill out for a little bit here just make sure everything's working like I said this is all new to me so um, can't pass messages to some channels let's just see 
Hello everyone. Welcome. Come and join us on Thanksgiving for episode two. Hopefully, this is working. Yeah, it looks like it's posted, so. I think the Facebook one went up because I got a notification here, so. Perfect. All right, then, well, it's a couple minutes to go. Like I said, I think everything's working. There might be a bit of a delay. I can see on my... Um, Restream audio, there's a big, big lag, but hopefully it's not with the audio. It's just between us. But let's. Okay. All right. Well, I guess this is the start of episode two of the success shift here on a lovely Thanksgiving day. I'm here with Emmanuel Cara. So thank you very much for uh, showing up and giving me your time today, Manny. It's been great to get to know you over the short period of time. Uh, as it is Thanksgiving, I will say a few things that I'm grateful for. Number one, being your time and actually getting to meet you. It's been uh, it's been a short friendship, but it's been a good one. Number two, I'd have to say is uh, the Germans. You know, I've just moved to Germany, and pretty much all of them can speak English, which is a huge, huge help for me. Um, I haven't really had a situation where I've had to um, stop and be completely lost, which I thought might happen. So that's absolutely amazing, and just. My family and friends at home, you know, it's been, as I'm sure you're aware, Manny, in these sort of times, it's been a while since I've been home, and it's just nice to think back at the lucky situation that I have come from, and how lucky I am to have the ability to travel and do the things I'm doing, so I'm super grateful for, for my family and friends at home. What about you, Manny? Is there anything you want to have gratitude for today on Thanksgiving? Um, I think there's a, there's always a lot, and um, I can say the same about you, and then I can also say... The same about Mexicans speaking English because I, I'm over here in Mexico at the moment and um, yes, yeah, the, the English language does come in handy when you can't speak good Spanish. Um, but there's a lot to be grateful for. I think um, overall just the ability to travel, to work while traveling um, and to have a bunch of crazy adventures throughout this weird wacky time that the world's in at the moment um, I think that alone is something to be grateful for yeah I totally agree I mean some people are definitely not in the same situation and I must admit moving from Mexico to Germany I've definitely noticed a difference in um, that sort of the freedom that we've got down there or over there compared to what it's like here it's a little bit different so it's, uh, oh, definitely definitely it makes me grateful for the time I had in Mexico but um, so to anyone in America, happy Thanksgiving. I'm sure it's not much of a thing from where I'm from, but uh, it's always good to be grateful, I believe. So for anyone who sort of hasn't caught the wind of what this show is about, I sort of did my episode one explaining a little bit about it. But the whole idea for me here is to get into the minds of people who have been successful or think they're successful in any sort of way. Um, personally, for me, I believe that success is more of a state of mind. And, you know, we always see things online, on Instagram, on Facebook pages, like do this and this and this to be successful or this and this and this are the successful traits of a billionaire. But sometimes it's actually hard to implement them. And I know myself, I've been through phases of, okay, I'm going to get these traits down and do them repetitively and then I'll be successful. But 
I figured it's actually harder than uh, it seems. And so what better way of actually jumping into the minds of people who have had success or believe that they're successful and uh, figuring out what it's like from, from the other side, I, I guess you'd say. Now I'm joined here with Emmanuel Cara. He's a young bloke, 24, right, Manny? 24, yeah. 24. And uh, when we first met in Mexico, he was pretty much living the same sort of lifestyle as me, getting away from the world of corona and trying to jump into a bit more of a freer lifestyle. And we connected pretty quickly, had similar sort of uh, concept in, and ideas and uh, told me a bit about your pretty adventurous um, travels and um, success in the e-commerce world so far at such a young age. So I thought it'd be good to jump on, have you on the first episode and get to know a little bit more about that. But why don't you tell us a bit about your story of, of the e-commerce world? Yeah, sure. Um, so we everything e-commerce that I've done so far and that I think I will do, I've done alongside my brother. Um, and essentially, we started looking into e-commerce and working with e-commerce. I was 17, um, I think, when we first started. And then from that point onwards, we... I wish we stuck to something and worked on it, but we, we definitely jumped um, and worked on multiple different things. So we would, I would say from 17 till about, I'd say 20, 21, um, we probably launched about 15 different kinds of stores and worked in different ways. And most of them didn't really succeed, but from each of them, there was something to be learnt, And then we would take that into the next store, whether it was web design or Facebook ads or anything, anything like that. So um, it, it was good, um, but it, it was challenging because at the end of the day, when you're pushing money into something and you're not getting money in return, it, it can get hard and frustrating. Um, but eventually we started working on uh, one of our projects, which was Tobu Sneaker. Um, and basically Tobu Sneaker, we saw that within the, um, the, sneaker, the sneaker industry or the streetwear industry, there was a lot of money to be made and there was, there was a lot of easy marketing to be done. Um, although you had to come in with a solid product and we weren't looking to build a brand to compete with streetwear, but we were building a brand that you could we wanted to put something that someone could take these sneakers that they were buying and wanting to display in their homes with rooms filled with sneakers, how they could display them in a, in a cool way and compared to just putting them on the shelf. Um, so we, we came up with the concept of um, the levitating sneaker um, display. And we worked on that for about a year and a half before launching it. And then once we launched it, it it went absolutely crazy and um from that point onwards there was three months spent in the us um touring with sneaker con and it was great there were a lot of ups and there were a lot of highs we met with a lot of big celebrities a lot of big names a lot of big athletes um although with that being said um there were a lot of challenges that came with that and from that we've also learned we've also learned and i think the 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 higher or the bigger it gets with e-commerce or the business gets, the bigger the challenges get. And every time that has happened so far in our in our journey with e-commerce, we've learnt. Um, and then we went on to our next project and we learnt from Tobu what we did wrong and what we did right. Um, but all in all, we had crazy memories and crazy adventures. And I think 
think that's what was important about it. I think it was the fact that we created something that at the time, at least it felt for us that the whole world was watching and the whole world was interested in. And I think that's, that was the goal. And yeah. of course you want to be smarter next time, whether it was with taxes or whether it was with customs or whatever it be, um, financially so you can keep the business going but i mean for us at the time i think yeah i was 19 when we when we launched it and it was, yeah, it's it was a, some of the craziest time of my life it's a young age for things to go pretty big and pretty fast because i mean we'll get into it in a second but you were telling me that it happened pretty pretty quickly that it took off is that right yeah it was yeah. it was one day one day i was working in a factory um second boxes and don't get me wrong even while i was working there it wasn't like i was just doing that because we'd been working on business outside of my nine to five job i'd be doing that every single day but it was the kind of thing where overnight you get a call and you're like we need you in new york and then you get another <laughs> call and they're like we need you in denver we need you in tokyo and we need you in london and it overnight things just went absolutely crazy and um, you're meeting celebrities and you're meeting athletes and it, it it was it was very intense but i do think from a lot of it there was a lot of things that i learned and there are a lot of there are a lot of downtimes within it all that i think from that if i'm put in that same position now it's taught me how to handle those situations and how to understand that it's all temporary and you you you, you I don't know how to explain it, but you're in the moment. It feels like the world can come crushing down, but it was also a thing not to attach myself to business. And I think anyone that is getting involved in e-commerce or in any kind of business must understand that your identity is not your business. Yeah. A lot of people, especially myself at the time, it was like, I would identify with my business. I would identify with what I was doing. So when I was having a bad time, I would identify with that. Yeah, but okay. Would you need to detach yourself from it and say it is business, enjoy the flow of it. But it'll have its good times, it will have its bad times, and hopefully it has more good times than bad times. Yeah, I suppose it's kinda of hard. I mean, what about if you were trying to like have a personal brand as yourself, would you say that because you had a sort of a brand brand and then you had your like yourself. But I know like for me personally, the way I come across and the things I share, it's kind of like a personal brand, so I have to engulf myself a lot into my my brand or my business but would you still say that there's like that definite dif, dif, well it's hard for you i guess having an input on this because you had the difference but saying like okay i need to draw the line this is personal jake business and this is personal jake non-business do you know what i mean so you're trying to find that differential line between you and your brand who is who is you which is kind of a hard concept i suppose if you haven't been there i but. mean it depends, I guess, how authentic your brand is. Because if your brand is entirely you and it's as authentic as possible, then there's no difference. And it's like, that is your identity. Um, but with what I was doing, at least, I figured out not long afterwards that this is not who I'm interested in. This yeah. is not or this is not what I'm interested in. Um, I got involved in this because it was I saw opportunity on a business standpoint. Um, so don't identify yourself as this just because it's the business that you're running at the time yeah um, you're still so, manny who found an opportunity not manny who is the shoe industry sort of thing so there's like that yeah, differential yeah. yeah i remember someone would come up to like we'd have people come up so like, you're the floating sneaker guys I'm, <laughs> it's like, like, no, I'm still I'm me <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm not the yeah. flow sneaker guy i'm i'm a manual yeah 
who just yeah. took advantage of flow sneakers and ran with it yeah 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 so um but yeah i mean through that and then we moved on to um after that a few other a few other projects we did some drop shipping during um during the lockdown period in australia and we did very well with that um nice. and now now we've kind of put everything aside and we're working on a on a surf brand because i'm as you know i bought a surfboard from you yeah you did yeah um, down in mexico um but yeah i love surfing and for me um for me and my brother that's that's more where your passion is that correlate yeah it correlates more with who we are and i think at this stage of my life i definitely recommend to anyone getting involved in business like don't look at the dollar signs look at what do you genuinely love and see how you can implement something good within that industry yeah um, they say that you know find what you love doing and then figure out how you can make money doing that rather than find money and then you know involve yourself yeah, in definitely. that as your being i think that's a very good point because i know that lots of people i mean especially when i started looking at ways to make money online it was how can i make money not what do i love doing who am I as a person, and then how can I capitalize and share that with people, and then earn from that? Because what's the typical saying? You know, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in the li- in your in your life. So yeah, and it's, it might sound cliche, but it's there's a lot of value in that. I definitely think cliches are cliches for a reason, right? <laughs> it's yeah, it's that's true. Continuously used for truth, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so. But before we like get any further, so you started at seventeen. That's quite young to start into e-commerce. Like, why did you start doing? e-commerce what drove you in that direction um i would say when i was 17 i i made the decision after high school or you know 17 18 after high school i was like i'm not going to go to university um yeah for me at the time there wasn't anything that i felt i wanted out of university so i didn't decide to go but i knew that there was something that i wanted to do at least within finance and i knew that i didn't want to work I didn't want to work that typical nine to five for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, although when I turned 18, I did start working and I worked long hours. I was doing probably 40, 50 hours a week, yeah. um, which might not be the longest hours, but they're still, it, it can still take its toll. Take its toll. And I realized, I realized in that moment that like looking around me, there were a lot of people that were far older than me that were working the same job and had been working there for a while. And I was like, okay, I can't, I don't want to be here for the next 35 years of my life. I, there's things I want to do and places I want to be and people I want to help. Um, so me and my brother, we basically just come together and we were like, let's let's start some form of a business. And we yeah. went from there. And then before we knew it, it was, like I said, we worked on so many different projects that each one of them, we slowly learned something more and more. And then before you know it, once you get to the next one it's like you don't even realize that you have all this information built up um and i i, I do think that with e-commerce like you can watch as many courses as you want and you can listen to as many seminars as you want but well, with business as a whole until you get into it and you do it like no one can teach you it you have to go through it um so I, that's I really this. do believe that yeah I, I think that i i totally agree i mean i've been in the online space for a couple of years and i've learned so much but actually putting into action i haven't done as much as i could and so my growth hasn't been that fast but this is the whole reason that i sort of started this show was that i had this dream and this plan and like the idea of talking to people but i wasn't taking action on it and i was like you know what? i'm just going to go for it and just stumble through the process and grow as i you know progress and 
doesn't matter if I'm not perfect at the start. The idea is that I learn along the way. And I think this is exactly as you're saying, you can learn all the things you want. But as soon as you step into that world, you really don't know what you're doing and don't know what you need to work on and stuff like that. Same with my engineering. Oh, Same sort of thing. Definitely. I think as well on top of that, like, you'll learn and you won't even realize it you could be six like if we get on this call six months down the track um for all you know there might be a new camera lens or the, i don't know what you want to change on your channel but there might be small things that you didn't even realize in the moment were something that was a change that or some, a, a, a teaching that you had and i feel like with e-commerce at least that's what we went through it was the type of thing where now it's like within our minds like okay when we create a logo this is how we do it. Whereas if you took us back five years ago, it'd be completely different. And how we've learned how to do it might've been through looking up different psychological um, aspects of logos or colors or anything of that. And then it's imprinted in the back of your mind, but we don't think about it. It just now occurs. And I think um, I could vouch for my brother as well. He would say the same. And I think just over time, dabbling in that field and being willing to dabble and being willing to take our losses yeah um, or i think that's break an... evens and sorry go on yeah i think a lot of people get involved in this and to spend a little bit of money and take a loss and not see a lot of money it can hurt them and the people that i think i know will do well in e-commerce like i've got a friend back home that i know he'll do well and he started to do well now was because he got involved in his first two businesses he took a bunch of losses but the enthusiasm that he had still to be involved in it and get it going was still there. Um, and just that same enthusiasm to have that with the poor business after consecutively taking a loss after a loss after a loss, eventually it will start to work in your favor. And then when it does, yeah, through those losses, you know how not to make them happen again. I think that's a pretty important yeah. thing is that that determination and like having that vision for the end goal even though you were like you said before like having because you what said you did like 15 businesses but trying and failing and not getting any money but still having the, the belief and the drive that this next one will be the one that works this next one will be the one that works and no matter yeah. how many times you didn't go through them you still got back up on the horse you tried again and you went for it and then you know the amount of times you tried eventually one snapped you into success and you had the huge growth and so the thing is if you can play around with numbers and you, like if you are driven by numbers if you can play around with numbers and you believe in the product or service that you're selling and you really really do believe in it and you can look at those numbers and then if you just times them by let's just say 10 a day if that's what your goal is to sell 10 of your products or your service a day um usually those numbers will will, will they, they'll go quite high up and then it will make you really realize that it's not that much usually with an e-commerce that you need to push over to get sold. But that comes down to, do you believe in your product and do you believe in your service? Yeah. A lot of, I feel like a lot of people go into it and they, they don't believe in their product. They don't believe in their service, and but they're selling it on the basis of how can I profit for myself? Not how can I give something to my consumer? Yeah, um, profit, you know, it's like profit but, over value or, you know, in, impact yeah. over income, yeah, all these so, sort of things that you need to differentiate definitely i mean with us with tobu like we spent like we were our box the box that we were selling the product alone was costing us i think 25 
Yeah, right. Um, like we we didn't take any shortcuts on the quality and the experience because we knew that especially within the industry that we were working within that they would they would they would love that that they would be happy to pay for that because for them the luxury aspect of it is is what sold it to them and i think that was just within that industry but in general i think the it's like someone told me a while ago like apple they don't need to put all the stickers and have the fancy box and but when you buy when you buy an iphone it's the experience it's the experience of opening it up and pulling it out and people want that enjoyment or if you get beats headphones they come with like the little case and then the box and then another box and it's like why so many boxes they could just wrap it in plastic and give it to you <laughs> yeah. but it's 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 that experience and i think so here we go um, it's like christmas you know what have i got now like unraveling and... exactly yeah exactly and sometimes they might put like a different scent in there as well so when you open it you smell something so you it's an interesting idea it with that but it, it, it it's something that they do and i think i think with all of this it's the small things within it and to be able to focus in and really love the product you're working or the service you're working in and believe in it and if you believe in it you will get people that will have interest towards it yeah but i feel like a lot of people get into e-commerce they go on to like i'll go on to alibaba or aliexpress which is like uh yeah explain it. it's like where you find all your manufacturers or your products and whatnot where a lot of people will and they'll just pick something and it can be absolute garbage and they'll try to sell it to people and they'll know they're selling garbage. But and they're just trying to make the profits. They don't believe in what I'm they're sure, selling. Yeah, I'm sure there are people that do it and make profits, but I also know that there are people that don't and then they, they question, what am I doing and why did I spend so much money on all this crap in a box? And It's, it's a hard thing to overcome that fail, like that trying and failing with no money or working X amount of hours a week for so long and not getting the payment. So... I'm assuming those people who do that, like, yes, I'm going to go into this. I got a product. I'm going to make money off. It's going to be easy. But then they don't have that success because they've got the wrong reasoning behind it, I suppose. And they're not doing it for the right um, intention. And then having that failing, it's just like, how, how can I follow something I don't believe in and don't have the results from? And I think it's that as well. And I think for me, I, I, what I found with e-commerce or business as a whole, and this could be with trading or whatever, um, it's the willingness to take risk yeah and to take smart risk calculated risks yeah yeah take calculated risks and i think like i've talked to people before who have said they they came to me for advice with e-commerce and they asked me i want to do this i'm going to do that and then i said okay and then they they said oh my supplier told me to buy samples they were two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars for the samples and i said and is there an issue with that and they're like that's so expensive (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, you spend $200, $300 on a weekend out. Yeah, you go to the pub and blow that, no problem. Yeah, so my my question, like the way I started to view it was when I started to talk to a lot of people that wanted to get involved and they would just fold through it all. It was on the basis that they, they were fearful to use their money. And I get that. I get people work hard for their money. But I also think that there needs to be that that thing where you can look at what the risk to reward factor is yeah um and I, I think even now with like the trading that i've been doing i've mentioned it to a few people and for them they're like interested in how much i earned from it but they're also looking at it and going wait, wait oh how much do i need to put down that's, that's a bit that's quite a lot you know what i mean I'm, and you just have to pause you there i've just yeah, had also, a someone telling me that I don't know if they can hear me. 
properly. So both of us. <laughs> and there's been absolute fire value here. So I was really hoping that people can hear what we're saying. So I'm just going to go and double check to make sure that um, people are you take being able to hear us. <laughs> you take your time with it. Do you have um, Facebook up there at all? Can you hear us on the on the uh, live by any chance? Let me see on my phone. Because the last thing I'd want is for everyone to miss this because I'm, I'm getting great value out of it. Yeah, this sounded kind of promising. Oh, no, they can hear us. All right, perfect. Okay, I don't know what that was about. Brilliant. I can hear you. I can hear you clear. Can you hear yourself? Yeah, I can hear me as well. Brilliant. Okay, I don't know. I must have just had the, the wrong message. That's good, though. I just didn't want to continue on because, sorry, to, like I said, this is a new show to me, so I'm still learning all the bits, and I didn't want to do another... 20 minutes of great value and then it's completely silent so <laughs> sorry about that yeah, it's just us like mouthing recording in progress yeah i'm just going to do that to double double uh, check so this is recorded but anyway sorry to cut you off there just wanted to make sure people could hear us um go on <laughs> um but yeah i don't know where i was at um, <laughs> sorry about that yeah i do i definitely think going back to what i was saying i think there's the aspect of risk and i think it's to take the risk um especially with e-commerce um, and of course it's much easier if you have your parents they give you money or anything like that um, but like for myself and my brother included like we that wasn't something we had for us we we took out a bank loan when we went into Toby's speaker um, and but it wasn't even a question because we knew at the time that this was going to work um, and that's the confidence you need to go into with your product or your service and it can't if you have to take out fifty thousand dollars to put into it but you truly believe that this is going to give you results. It shouldn't even be a stress on your mind. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, because the first, that... first time you said that, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a dangerous territory. But I suppose that's capitalizing on, on the borrowing of debt. But as you say, if you're 100% confident in it, then it shouldn't be a stress, which oh. lots of people's minds, I think, struggle to have that interchangeable aspect of I'm borrowing this knowing full well that I'm putting it in for the right reasons with the right intention rather than just you know, fuck it, I'm going to take it from the bank and see how it goes, which yeah, I think is definitely. completely two different and, and mindsets. It has, to, it has to be the mentality that, like, I'm going into this and it, it's promising and that it's going to work, that there's no question in your mind that you're going to succeed with it. And I think that for some, it it, it may not. Um, it may not be like that. They might be going into it with, oh, this is okay. I think I can do okay here. And then of course taking a risk is gonna is gonna be hard i mean there has to be some risk like even if you're running your ads like your ad spend you're spending money to get people to view your your website and sometimes you can spend a bunch of money on ads and then nothing happens i mean the last the last um e-commerce e-commerce store we set up we spent for the first three months we spent a bunch of money we spent thousands of dollars on ads and we didn't get much of a result and then one day we just shifted them slightly because we knew that like little attributes of your ads can change so much yeah and they started to kick on well and then eventually we actually went to a um to a marketing firm and we took it to them and they they took it and they skyrocketed it so i do recommend that on e-commerce is that what i what i found is we enjoyed the aspect of finding products dealing with the logistics and building a website when yeah. it comes to ads um which is where you're going to make your money for the most part if you can get a website or if you can get your your 
platform money and it's it's making money it doesn't need to be making a whole bunch of money i, I definitely recommend going to a marketing team um just because like we found that with the marketing team we worked with you've got 25 guys that are experts in all fields of marketing and they're gonna try and they're gonna try and milk your well, not milk your website but try push your website to the extremes that it can go to yeah maximize it completely we probably times that website yeah we we maximize that by you times the amount of people on the website and then also we lessened our ad spend with them Uh, it, it was incredible to see what they could do and it's the understanding that each one of them has studied certain fields of that aspect of marketing so even if i wanted to be an expert I can't be 25 people at once. I think that's the thing, and I think lots of people don't understand that. Like when I first came into the idea of being self-business, you know, running business on your own, um, I was thinking, all right, now I'm going to have to learn to do absolutely everything. And at the start, maybe you can't afford to outsource certain tasks, but they say that some of the most successful people, and I don't know this for a fact, it's just what I've read, but some of the most successful people are those who know how to communicate and manage and network other people and use, you know, utilize other people's skill sets to help your production so some people are like oh i don't want to get them to do that or i don't want them to help me there or then i'm not really doing it myself but companies that really boom those are the kinds of people that go right i'm i'm shit at marketing you can you come help me i'll pay you a certain thing i'm going to reinvest my profits into that to help the growth you you know I, i'm shit at writing my ads or something i need you to come in and and spend my profits to help the growth and it's kind of reinvesting into yourself and into your business to help expand it at a faster rate and for me, that's something that I've learned over time. That's I just didn't have that in my head. I thought, you know, you have to do it yourself. This big business, it's all on you. But really, it's quite the opposite, I think, to really grow, as you say, like going out to the advert people. Oh, and, definitely. And I'm assuming that group. I think, I think there's people out there I've noticed that also have, that have trust issues in involving people within their business, especially if that has some form of control. Very true. Um, and, and I get that. And I remember for a while I was being told, don't, don't involve this person don't involve that person because they'll screw you over and that's what i'm saying you have to be mindful of that but at the same time i do believe that there has to be an aspect of allowing others to come in and give their say especially if they're experts in that field and you're not and to understand that and put your ego aside and be able to say okay we're pretty good at this but they're very good at this yeah and they want to help us it's that Um, ego isn't it yeah it might be with anything like we have a crew that we work with on upwork um and they just do like if we have anything with like web design and my brother's very good at web design but there are some things he can't do and there are some things these guys do very well uh and we can take it through to them and they'll have it done in a day and i think it's just that understanding of finding the correct people and utilizing your time as well i guess you know like your brother might have been able to figure it out but it might have taken him four days or five days why not well, go to someone who can get we, it done in a day? You can move on to the next thing. What we found is, with at least with the marketing team, if you're going to sit there trying to fix your ads and your Google ads and your Facebook ads and all this other kind of stuff and try to get them running full throttle every day, it takes away from the business. So for us now going into business, it's like, okay, we're, we're always going to go with our marketing team. We're going to look for someone to take care of the customer care side of things because with most of e-commerce, it's always a customer care. And then what that does is it frees up your time and you say, okay, the logistics, the customer care, and the marketing is taken care of. Now I can focus in on actually growing a business here. 
because what we found was with a lot of the stuff we do if you're so involved and you're hands-on with everything your business doesn't grow your business won't grow if you don't have the time maxes out doesn't it yeah well you're busy focusing on how am i going to get these orders from this country to this country or what's happening with this guy's order etc etc whereas what you should really be focusing on is how am i going to get this new product line up and running or how am i going to get this or it needs to really be like uh what's that what's that um the the orchestra that's what you want yeah, to do with the guy with the skate. yeah yeah that's what's essentially that? and i, I conductor. Don't get me wrong, i still think yeah the conductor yeah. i still think that there i still think there is the the aspect of like don't get me wrong if there is an issue or something of that nature that needs to be dealt with it'd be smart or wise for you to get involved and try to get it fixed but day-to-day operations i think the less that you need to do of like the nitty-gritty work and the more you can focus on on that creative aspect at least for myself and my brother which is where we excel yeah the better find your strengths and utilize them really spend more time on what you're really good at and then get other people to do the things that you're not so good at so you can do what you're good at more which is gonna grow it yeah if, if i if i was really good at ads like extremely good i would do them and for some people they might be i still think though regardless of how good you are the beauty of having that marketing team that we found was that they had so many people that were experts in different aspects of marketing yeah and through that they combined which is something which maybe unless i study for the next 25 years of my life I'll, I'll get to that point yeah so, um, which is something i'm not interested in exactly I, mean, I like creating products i like being hands-on and i like being with people yeah finding ways to make my brand or my product or my service out there and give it that that edge over others or coming up with new um ideas and i, I definitely believe in i don't know if you've ever looked into the concept of the the purple cow i have not heard of that one it's so a purple, the purple cow, cow concept. It's a, it's a book. I don't. I forgot the author of the book. It's a small book. Um, but the theory of it all is, when it comes to at least a service or a product, how to make it stand out. It's, it's, it's really about having it stand out. And it's all about how, like, if you're driving through a field and you see a bunch of brown cows, you don't really care. Yeah. But if you see a purple cow, it's going to make you stop. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the same kind of concept when it comes to your product, whether it's whatever the product is that you're selling you want to make something that makes people stop and go, yeah what's got what's is it another shirt or hang on this is a ridiculous different shirt hang on I've, it's got my attention it stands out from the rest exactly yeah exactly and that's that's something that me and my brother we've taken into account with a lot of the stuff we've done with business so far is like how can our product be that that purple cow how can it differentiate um from every other product that's being produced and that's what like right now we're working on um we're working within the surf industry like i said before and we're working within the um the wax aspect of it all and we're looking at different ways that we can create surf wax that's different to what it's been traditionally made yeah for the last however long 40 years or whatever yeah you know just changing things up that are already there but standing out a little bit so yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be something brand new but it can change it up and like for instance there's a company in the u.s that did something as small as instead of having um paint in a cylinder can they put it in a cube right and they did they did very well because someone would go in and be like 
easier to stack it. It's in a cube. You know yeah. what I mean? You and always see like cans of round paint, and it just does it doesn't. You know, stack them all in cubes. It just shoves into the corner. It's all nicely packed away. Yeah, it's gonna. So it's a smart idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you first got into e-commerce, like obviously you were still really young. What was your overall goal? Did you have like an overall intention? Like, okay, I want to be doing this or I'm, I'm doing this e-commerce. I know you said that you wanted to not work the nine to five, um, which is a great thing to realize at so young, but did you have like a, an end goal that you wanted to reach or was it just, let's just see how this goes? Um, I think at the time my, my goals might've been much bigger than they were, what they are now in regards to um, at least society's measure of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the time when I got into e-commerce, it was the whole thing of like, I want to create some crazy big company. I want to, I want to be one of the, the big dogs within the big elites. e-commerce, but within, within business. Um, and then I think over time with traveling and experiencing different places, including the Philippines and Mexico, um, and having different experience, life experiences, I started to realize that, um, maybe that's not who I am. Um, and that was when I started to go more within. Um, and for now, it, my goals have differed. I definitely still want to get involved in business and do well within business, but it's not on the basis of not the extreme accumulating level. endless wealth or trying to compete with anybody else or anything like that. It's more so I want to do it in a way where I can just enjoy it. And then if I do come by um, extreme amounts of wealth through it, I can push that into communities and do good things with that yeah um but in general back then i think i was as well still a naive teenager for the most part we all start and, somewhere right uh, <laughs> we've all been there yeah, I, mean, I, I bought into the the whole thing at the time at least for myself of like fancy clothes nice typical, cars the t- yeah, big the mansions version of materials and then what success is and i think now I've reached a point in my life where there's not much I feel I need. Um, there's not much I feel I need material, uh, material on a material basis. There's, there's really, really not much at all. And um, it's funny. So yeah, I think that's a good. Go on. Sorry. I was gonna say I think that's a very good place to be for me. And I think the reason why I say that is because like everything at this point that I, I get, is a bonus. Yeah. Um, whereas it, when I was younger, it was really like. I need more. I don't have enough. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. And that this is the whole sort of concept, I believe, is like, so you've gone from young, naive, 19-year-old, like, I want big cars. I want a mansion. I want nice clothes. And I suppose at any point in that journey, because you were traveling around the world, did you, did you feel like, this is it, I'm successful, I, I've made it so far at that point before your mind had shifted to other things? At what point did no, you go, no. no, or you just always wanted more? You were like, I'm still not successful. I need more. Was, I need bigger. No, there was always bigger. There was always better. And I think I found that as well. Never satisfied. Um, with me. Yeah, with meeting a lot of the celebrities and athletes and whatnot, it was the same mentality for them. It was always, there's nothing wrong with not being satisfied and wanting um, more. There's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with um, seeking more. There's nothing, but the understanding that what you have now isn't enough. I think there's something wrong with that, at least yeah. for me at the time, because what I had was more than enough. And um, I think if you can find gratitude in the now moment by being in that that element of gratitude, the universe or God or whatever it is that one believes in will multiply that for them. And I think 
for myself at the time i wasn't in a place of gratitude it was constantly look at him look at the elon musks of the world look that's at it the- always comparing to someone else right yeah I, yeah i think as soon as i stopped doing that and i stopped and i i started going more within um, and i started focusing more within then you start to realize within who are you not who are you that you want to be to other people but who do you want to be to yourself yeah and i think for me at least when i went to the philippines the first time um living in a hut on a beach in the middle of nowhere without a phone without friends without much and being the happiest i've ever been it's funny realizing that yeah in the middle of nowhere um that this is the greatest that that i've been it was because i went within um and i got to go within that um i came out of that and i realized i don't really need anything i don't need anyone or i don't need anything that prior before because before what it was what i realized was i drew the dots and i realized that everything i was doing was to impress others yeah but was to find a way to validate to impress others to kind of give myself validation but once you already give yourself validation you don't need to impress, don't need to impress anyone else <laughs> yeah exactly yeah everything you everything you're doing now is just for yourself and then i had to dig deep and ask myself all those material things that i wanted did i really want them were they really going to bring me happiness or was were it they to try validation to, yeah yeah so so would you say now that you've had that sort of mindset shift and you've changed that perspective about life would you say you're more successful now in the situation you are now living in mexico with your beautiful girlfriend and the, the freedom of you know minimalistic living than you were when you're at your peak with your e-commerce business or would you say you've sort of dropped back a bit yeah no definitely i definitely think um the way that i'm living now i would say is the most successful i've been on the basis that i'm the happiest i've been and i don't have any reason not to be happy you know what i mean that's the key isn't it your happiness yeah yeah exactly exactly my mental state is where i'll base my my um level of success base, base my, yeah my base my level of success and i think if my mental state is in such a high position how can i say that i'm not successful if that makes sense oh, of course it does i mean you know you see some people yeah. who are working their ass off they've got mansions but they're paying you don't realize that behind the scenes they're paying you know hundreds of thousand dollars on their mortgage each year or whatever it is and oh, well, it just I've on got, interest I've, and they're miserable and I've sad got, but you know the freedom now of having very little and you're just happy and living on a higher frequency gives you that sort of like relief and that realization even though you've got less the the stress and the, the happiness and the general whole of living is is more comfortable and free definitely and i think I, i've met a lot of people and i've dealt with a lot of people that typically if you ask them on paper especially like the celebrity culture you ask them on paper like how how successful they are and on paper they'd be greatly successful but then you talk to these people and even people within business and they're not they're they're upset they're not happy people and they're going through they have their own issues what people don't understand is money doesn't eliminate issues there's always issues you're going to find a new reason to find an issue yeah if you can't be happy in this now moment regardless of your financial situation or regardless of your situation as a whole you're going to struggle to be happy in any future situation um because it's all relevant and it, it depends like of course there's such certain things that whether it's someone's sick or someone's died okay i get that but in general i feel like a lot of people i know in any situation they'll find an excuse to make it a sad or an upsetting situation um but you just need to be the opposite you need to be able to find it to be 
in any situation a, a joyful and appreciative situation and through that um, if you work with the power of the mind and this is something that we've talked on um, and touched on quite a, few, a bit before yeah um, it multiplies what you give attention to so if you're in a state of appreciation it's going to give you more reason to appreciate yeah and i suppose that's the co- same co- sort of concept like if, if you can find pure happiness in the little things and be super grateful and this is kind of what my hypothesis i suppose to this whole show is is based on is that you know if i believe that i'm successful with the little successes and little wins that i've got and the little that i've got now will that then grow and bring and attract and bring more of the things that i see as success so maybe doing like one episode is successful and just seeing that rather than having a a 100 episode show but if i'm grateful and cons and understanding that this is successful like it's so successful that i've actually launched my first show then that'll bring an ease and into bringing more and an abundance of more shows and more people and that sort of growth i suppose i think it's as well going back to the thing of not comparing because of course if you're going to compare yourself to someone that's been doing this for let's just say let's use tony robbins the last 30 years yeah then yeah why i like tony robbins after my first episode you know of course yeah yeah but you've also got to understand that just the idea of lifting up the laptop and having this conversation and putting it out there is not a small success it's a huge success yeah then it's not that we need to stop comparing ourselves um to others because it's different their their position is different the the road that they've walked is very different or and how long they've been doing whatever it is is very different and as soon as we can just be in that moment and have joy in what we're doing it's not about looking at that end um, position that you're going to be in it's about being present to where you are now and actually having joy in doing that yeah and if you don't have joy in doing that then you're doing the wrong thing but then why are you doing it yeah i mean that's a very yeah. very good point i mean and there's obviously hard times and there's obviously times where you wish that okay maybe this is difficult but i think that's all about the growth you know i'm, I'm nervous or you know this is hard should i keep going i think that's a, an okay position but at the end of the day you know, for example, once I finish this show, am I going to be happy? Like, yeah, even though it might have been nerving or hard or trying to get all the te- technicals right, am I happy with it? Like, is it joyful? Yes, it is. So then keep going and push yourself during those uncomfortable moments. And oh, definitely. Keep growing. And I definitely think as well, I'm sure with your travels and everything else, you've met some really crazy individuals and you'll have them on here. And I'm sure. <laughs> hopefully, <you'll> yeah. <laughs> hopefully each, each one of them, you learn something. Cause so that's my goal. Like, that's my overall goal. Exactly. So I think I think it's a brilliant concept, and I think just going back to the whole thing of the success of it all, I think the day you start, it's successful, and then from there onwards, it's what you make of. That's very true. It's a very, I'd never thought that about it in that perspective. It's a it's a really interesting shift of, of perspective to to sort of see, and I think that will help help the growth. I think that's definitely one on the on the notepad. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. so what would you say up to this date? Because you've had quite a bit you've you've sort of had a bit of the fame site and then you've had you know the the mind shit shift um about what is what do you think the biggest challenge you had up to date has been so far and how did you get through that uh, i think we've had quite a few different challenges i think for me the biggest challenge so far in recent times was that whole mental shift of the understanding of really digging deep to who i am and what i want out of my life and what i want to do and if I am involved within business and finance, what do I want to do with that? Because for me, I don't need, I don't need a lot of money. I don't need a lot of money to, to be able to travel and do the things that I'm doing. 
and then on top of that there's not a whole lot of material things that i want to try and buy and get under my belt so, so kind of like, inner battle yeah it's an inner battle but it's also like okay so if i am going to go down this route of, of business which is something that i love um what's my motivation going to be at the end of the day to build a company that within an industry that i love and that i enjoy that i can be proud of um excuse me whilst simultaneously being able to take profits from that and help people um yeah so the overall goal that, sort of shifts and changed yeah which... definitely definitely and then aside from that um i think there's there's always with business there's always a new issue <laughs> <laughs> yeah i suppose that's true right yeah like it's i think it was elon musk who said like entrepreneurship is um drinking a glass of uh drink eating glass and staring into the abyss <laughs> yeah i think i've heard that one before yeah 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 it, it, feels like I that sometimes i think there's aspects of entrepreneurship depending on what you're doing i think there are aspects of it that it's not built for everyone i don't think it's oh built for everyone to be their own boss i think some people will understand that you're dependent you're dependent on your paycheck at the end of the day you're dependent on your livelihood no one's gonna help you and say oh you haven't you're you're sick today don't come into work we'll pay you it's like no no yeah um, there, there, there can be a lot of pressure and when bad things happen and people get upset and like we had at one stage i think 200 orders that were stuck in um they were stuck in customs when you have 200 customers messaging you some of them sending you death threats because their item hasn't arrived in wow. the three week span that you promised. Especially for me back then, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to take that in because you feel like you let people down. Well, that was um, going to be my next question. You know, when you've got that sort of moment of everything's on top of you, shit, this is hard. Have I gone too deep? Like, oh, maybe this isn't the right move. Like, should I pack it all in? Which I'm sure you may have had at some points. What did you, how did you, what did you tell yourself? Like, what was going through your head or what kind of, um things did you think about to try and push you through that those really difficult times where you're like shit man i've just gone too far i should just quit what made you not <laughs> here's here's the thing with toby sneaker it was all fresh to us a lot of it was new so i we didn't know how to react it was kind of in the moment like freaking out um, yeah although with that being said um with the few the businesses that we did after that whenever we had similar situations whenever i had angry customers or whatnot we knew how to approach it i knew that the first thing i'm going to do is my, if my customer is angry is res- regardless of what they message me i'm going to respond to them so they know that i'm there yeah so just that communication and what i found with toby sneaker was as soon as those things those products got out of customs and people got them people were happy they forgot i had someone that messaged me saying i hope you die and then that's the crazy following week they, they messaged me saying that they love their product and they're so sorry so in from that i realized i was like okay in this moment i can whether it's whatever business we do people do get angry yeah you reassure them and regardless if they're angry you reassure them and then when their items do arrive usually or not they will be happy again. yeah at least something of that nature but in that moment it can feel very real and you think that the keyboard warrior is being so dead serious like you've ruined their life because they spent a couple hundred bucks on a product that, of yours and it hasn't arrived yet but yeah you got to sort of zoom out and look at the bigger concept it's like ah this person's angry it's like hang on a minute this person's 
lost a couple hundred dollars. They're upset they didn't get their product. Like, are they really going to come and kill me? Am I really taking this too much on my shoulders? I need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and be like, okay, it sucks. Let's reassure them, but it's not going to be the end of my world sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think for the most part, like for a lot of them, it's not the end of their world. And yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as like taking the loss and giving a refund um, just to put people's mind at ease. And like we've handed out a lot of refunds with shipping issues with COVID and how the, the same people message us a few weeks later and say, oh, I'm so sorry, the product arrived. I'm happy to pay you again. They oh, wow. don't have to do that. They, like, they could have kept could it. just and... walk away. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that, that's happened more times than... than You'd like what to think. think, yeah, yeah, and at least it shows that there are good people out there. But at the same time, like in that moment, now dealing with customer service and whatnot, I'm not as uptight on myself because when I first got involved in it, it was, it felt like the whole world was being pushed on top of me with so many people angry. At least at that moment in time, yeah. So, you got to treat I, a bit like water off a duck's back, really, don't you? Sometimes it's like treat them, respect them, let them know, but. I can't take it personally that something else has happened. Otherwise, it's just going to be crippling, oh, I guess. Definitely, definitely. I definitely think um, within business, there are a lot of people that you'll upset whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the truth of it, isn't for it? Some people, yeah, for some people like that, at least when I got involved in that, I didn't realize it would be like that. There were people that I know, we know that like we teamed up with and we worked with and we wish that it didn't end up the way that it did. But unfortunately, it was just due to the situation and they respected it. But at the same time, we wished we could have done more for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I guess that's that's business. Though. That's business that's sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. So. Well, man, it's been absolutely great. Um, I've got absolute fire from you. It's, we've almost been an hour talking and most of our conversations go like that. Then one minute you're talking, next minute's an hour or so later. But I do have two final questions I want to give to you. Uh, the first one being from Australia, what would be the one thing you'd go back and tell your 17-year-old self? Um, you know, I suppose it, for you it's a bit different because you started at 17, so you just started young and jumped into it. What would be the one thing you'd tell yourself back at 17? Um, I think if I could go back to when I was 17, I don't know if I would tell myself a whole lot when it yeah. comes to business in regards to advice, um, just on the basis that I think a lot of what I learned through my experiences, I wouldn't change. Um, but maybe more so my mentality towards it all and that maybe the pre the amount of pressure that I would put on myself to be successful in, in society's eyes, it's, yeah. a, it's a, false, a falsified lie. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> don't give a shit what other people think so much. I know it's hard at yeah. such a young age when you just want to be the coolest kid or have the most things or be like, you know, the, the people you see on TV, but reality is like definitely don't give a definitely, shit about it, yeah. their opinions More yeah so go go within and do what i i know within my heart that very I, nice i love and i think that's that's what i would say i think that's pretty valuable for anyone at any age really that that sort of advice i think that's pretty powerful advice all right and question number two if you could answer if you could have the answer to any question in the world what would that question be <laughs> it's a hard question i know but uh, it's the one i love you really haven't given me one that I need to think about. <laughs> That's right. I can have the answer to any question. So for me personally, just to help you out, because it is obviously the first, for me, I'd like, I'd love to know what's on the other side of a black hole. That for me is just mind blowing. And if I'd love to have the answer to that question somehow, but I think it's almost impossible to get. And maybe that's why I like that, but that would be the answer that I'd want the answer to that question. <laughs> is there anything you can think of? 
Um, maybe what happens when we die. Yeah, that's. I think that's something <laughs> that fascinates me as well. Yeah, I think yeah. the the idea of um, life ending and then where we go from there and what what occurs after that. But yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole another conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. A, a great question and a so, different spirituality world. But yeah, once again, Manny, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I find that for such a young man, you got a, a head full of lots of wisdom, and uh, have a lot of stuff going for you. So it's always interesting to chat to you. And thank you so much for being my first guest on on this show. Um, like I said, I'm learning. No, thank you for ha- thank you for having me. I've I've really enjoyed this, and I think you've been a great host. Thank you very much. We'll have to maybe six months down the track, um, we can have another one and see see how the changes have gone and see where your changes have gone as well. <laughs> it sounds good to me. All right, sweet. Well, thanks everyone who jumped in live on YouTube or on Facebook or on Instagram. I still don't know if you could hear me on Instagram, so sorry about that. This is my first interview, so there's lots of stuff that I'm learning. There's lots of stuff that I'm learning from my guests and I'm hoping to implement all that into the upcoming shows. Um, As it is Thanksgiving to people in the States, I would just want to say thank you for listening in. If you're watching this on a replay on YouTube or on Facebook, thank you very much. Please send some love. Send some love to Manny and a big thank you for some of the... I'm sure if you were taking notes, you would have got some big valuable lessons out out of him today. But... Thanks again. It's been great. Next week, we will be on 2nd December, same time. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out the time. It's hard when you've got people from all over the world to go live, but I'll be on with another young entrepreneur, Trevor Johnson. Uh, He's a friend of mine and Manny's now, and uh, he's making himself uh, quite a a time and financial freedom life at such a young age. Again, so much wisdom to come from him, but I'm looking forward to that. Thank you yet again to everyone, and I'm going to figure out how to end this so (laughs) Uh, well i'll jump off for now but again thank you so much for having me and um i wish you the best with um with all of